as he rides into Jerusalem, uh, the people are hailing him as the one that the Lord had sent to deliver him, hailing him as uh, their king. And, um, and we know that to be the case. He was the king. He was the fulfillment of Zechariah's prophecy. You're listening to the Calvary Cast, Passion Week 2020. These podcasts will serve as daily devotionals, walking you through the final days of Jesus' life on earth. Sunday, March 29th, 33 A.D. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. Now when Jesus and his disciples drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her, on which no one has ever sat. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. And they went away and found a colt tied at a door outside in the street, and they untied it. And some of those standing there said to them, What are you doing, untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks as he sat on them. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet, Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he looked around at everything as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. His disciples did not understand these things at first. 
But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and he and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they had heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Well, there's a lot going on in those passages that you just read for us, Graham. And um, let me just begin by saying this. I'm, I'm grateful that uh, we've come to this time of the year and to uh, the Easter season and the Passion Week because obviously we're in the midst of a time of um, the COVID-19 pandemic and so many things are unusual and different and uh, confusing and, and those kinds of things. And so it's helpful for us, I think, in this time to look back at the events of the Passion Week and to analyze them and think about them. And, uh, and that will help us also look to the future and when Christ will return again. So this is helpful for us, I think, even to uh, obey what Paul tells us in Colossians 3, which is to um, set our minds on things above and not on things on the earth. And so that's what we want to do this week. What you read, of course, is Sunday of the Passion Week. This is uh, most commonly called Palm Sunday because of the events that transpired as Jesus was riding into Jerusalem. And uh, and it's very significant text. We don't have the time to go through every aspect of it. But what we want to just point out just for a couple minutes is um, the, the most obvious features of this text and what it's trying to teach. And that's, first of all, that Messiah or the promised king um, that had been prophesied in the Old Testament uh, many times that uh, uh, through even David's lineage would come the promised Messiah and he would be a king. And uh, the message of Jesus was going around and the things that he had been teaching and especially what he had been doing by this time. There were a lot of messianic expectations and Jesus was known, as we just read here, as a prophet, speaking forth from God. He, was, uh, he had just recently raised Lazarus from the dead and had done many, many other uh, mighty works and deeds that people observed and then talked about, and he displayed this kind of power. So as he rides into Jerusalem, uh, the people are hailing him as the one that the Lord had sent to deliver him, to hailing him as uh, their king. And, um, and we know that to be the case. He was the king. He was the fulfillment of Zechariah's prophecy that um, uh, say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. So they were right. And Jesus knew this about himself. That's why he went through all that, uh, what he did with the disciples and sending them to prepare the, uh, the place and get the donkey ready and that. And he rides in. He knows who he is. It was a declaration and a proclamation of the fact that he is uh, the king of Israel. But the problem comes in is in their expectations of what the king would do. And I think this is the big stumbling block. 
In their mind, they wanted their king to deliver them from their temporary circumstances. They want, he wanted, they wanted him to uh, rid their land of the Romans. They wanted him to sit on his throne and, and rule over the nations and make Israel the great kingdom again in this world that it was, and even a greater one than it was before. But Jesus uh, uh, knows what they really needed. And uh, it wasn't a deliverance from uh, Roman occupation or Roman dominion. It was the deliverance from the dominion of sin and the effects of sin. And this is what they missed. Uh, they didn't see their sin as their greatest need. Uh, they needed forgiveness. They needed cleansing. They needed a new heart. And they missed those prophecies about the, the coming of the Messiah and the work he would do. So this king went in and didn't assume a throne in Jerusalem. He came in and hung on a cross to pay the price for our sins. And so as we read it, knowing that, knowing the gospel, knowing the rest of the story, uh, when we come to this day, we need to ask ourselves, what what are we really truly seeking Jesus for? And what are we looking to him for? What he promises us is, is uh, deliverance from sin and an eternal hope and future in his glorious kingdom. But he promises us that in this life, we're going to experience trials and tribulations and suffering. It is not his intent to fix uh, this world as it is. And so uh, the triumphal entry can, can help us through suffering and help us in crying out to the Lord for the right things and understanding that he uses the hard times that we're walking through to conform us to his image for our good, but to create in us a longing for the king to come again. And, it, and the question is, are you ready for his return again? All of the prophecies that point to his second return show us, as we'll talk about next time, he's coming in as judge. And are you ready for that? Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ alone for your salvation? The Calvary Cast is a ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. In Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of his people, and the Great Commission. You can find out more about Calvary by visiting our website, calvarybiblechurchgj.org. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.